You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. You know what that means, guys. That means it is another Wednesday here at AfterBuzz TV for the Graceland After Show. We are doing Graceland Season 2, Episode 4, Magic Number. I am your host, Stephen Lemieux, here with my amazing co-host, Stephanie Georgie, hello everybody. And this was actually probably my favorite episode this season so far. It was a really good episode, jammed packed with tons of information, tons of crazy stuff, and tons of character development. I say that every week, but again, this episode really, really kind of hit the nail on the head with everything that I was hoping for. Um, we didn't get too much Carlito, but we'll go into that soon. Um, let me just kind of base myself here, guys. I know last week I tried doing it without the notes, um, and we got a few YouTube commenters that were not too happy about that. So I took notes this time, uh, but I did actually do it a little differently in that we're not going to go such commercial order. We're going to break it down operation, operation, which we tried to do before, but now I actually took the time to organize my notes. Wonderful. And it'll be better, and Stephanie G won't hate me. I don't hate you ever. Sometimes ever. she does. So first we're going to talk about Paige's operations, Jake's, and then we're going to talk about Jake's and the bus depot, of course. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to go into what happens with Carlito and Johnny, and then we're going to top it all off with everything that Charlie and Briggs have been doing this episode. Perfect. You see, Beautiful. There that's, you go. That's all I wanted. We're going to segment Excellent. this stuff. All okay. it took was an extra five minutes of Steffi G <laughs> singing into the microphone trying to annoy me. Right. Okay. Please start us off. <laughs> Love you, Steffi. All right. So the episode starts with Paige in a room translating the note from the girl's grandfather that mm-hmm. she asked Paige, at least send this mm-hmm. back to my grandfather. So she doesn't send it. She gets all snoopy and like tries to, no, I'm just kidding. Like, no, but she was just her. trying to, of course, she's just trying to figure it out more, which it is unfortunate because she should have sent it at least. I'm sure she's going to send it. It's right. just, it's, it's so, I mean, it's sad. But with her busy schedule, I don't, I see her forgetting. So it's just unfortunate. <laughs> So terrible. Um, and then we see, uh, Mike and Paige talking at the table. The next scene that had to do with the storyline, of course, that's how we're going to be breaking this down. Um, we find out that the girl's name is Lena, and all she wrote about in the pa- in the letter was like about dancing and how she wants to send money home. And, uh, Mike says a few things, and Paige is getting really testy. She's like, no, this is mm-hmm. a sex trafficking. This wasn't just mules. Right. They were putting the drugs in dancers and in models and things like that because they were basically only taking the good-looking people so they could sex traffic them after they've moved them to the U- U.S. Right. Also, I was thinking that maybe it could, one, the letter could have been easily just to cover so that her family could be sane. And um, a lot of times that's how you get your work visas for a short amount of time so that you can travel quickly, especially if they're going to be like in a hurry. It's just like, oh, they're dancers and they're going to doing the company real quick. They'll be leaving within two weeks. That's what you think, but then it turns out that they're being used as sex traffickers. Right, it's, of course. But that's what I'm saying. It's easier for them to be traffic, um, trafficked. Steph, put your mic here up up on the next ledge up that way when you lean forward you talk into it as opposed to hello yeah ah. so much better right <laughs> oh my god that was so great Ta-da! <laughs> oh my god but again again with little the little sh- amazes you and little amazes me a little bit. <laughs> um, 
easily amused, but I love it. Um, no, but this 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 show really kind of highlights how it's it's kind of scary because it is a TV show, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you can real really think about how this really does happen oh, in our absolutely. world today. Yeah, and it's like you watch shows like Taken with Liam Neeson. And it's like you know the whole. The whole, like, one guy going and finding her through all that is kind of unrealistic. But at the same time, the whole underground organization of sex trafficking and everything that has to do with that from Taken, it's all true. Right. Like, that happens. And and look at the trouble that they're going through just to find it. I mean, and that's that they have, like, basic training, I guess, you know, just even with a lot, just how how are you supposed to do that? Because, you know, they're constantly moving. Well, it's also just there's so much, there's so little amount of people on a police force to deal with something like this. Right. So it's so hard to spread themselves thin on like random goose chases. And that's why they're balancing this story well with, uh, with Mike, with we don't have the resources to put you on this bus thing. This Mm -hmm. bus thing is not happening. Right. So it's kind of interesting to see how Mike is having to fight while, while Mike is descending into being a total prick. Um, I mean, I'm just calling it as I see it, guys. Right. I mean, that's how they're writing him. Uh, it's also, he's, at the same time, he's also fighting doing good police work to get this, get this thing with the buses because he knows it's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And especially after the first episode, he knows for a fact it's what they're doing. So to call it off would just be so detrimental to what, everything he believes in the police yeah, force. Yeah, absolutely. But going back to Paige, um, so... Well, the next time we see Paige is this Operation Tinkerbell, which I'm calling it, is uh, we, we just hear Johnny going, ooh, baby. Yeah. I know. I love yeah, it. Yeah, baby. Can you do that a little more? You know, yeah. He's yeah so do funny. that with a quickness. With the, no, no, she didn't say <laughs> I that. Know, I know. Um, and we see, we see Paige just completely bemused in this control right, like, room. Okay, like, okay, go ahead. Say the secret word. Say, say the word. Say the signal word. The Come word. on. He's like, yeah. Did you take uh, American Express? Babe, I don't want to do this to you, but I got to ask. I'll take American Express. All right. That's the signal. Go. Right. I know. All you can think of is the family guy. Isn't that nuts? Imagine being in that position, like, hooking it up, and and you're like, um, do you take American Express? Thanks. And you know that, like, everyone in the room is about to be arrested. I know. (laughs) Um, so they arrest everybody, um... How do you pay for the ones in the Sepulveda? (laughs) I was joking with Steph that if you're in Los Angeles, you know that there are (laughs) prostitutes all over the place. I mean, it's just a thing. And, uh, and Stephen pimps them out. I he go, knows all them. I, I I know them all by name. I know <laughs> I have carnal knowledge. He gives them benefits. You know, I have really carnal knowledge of every. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but uh, I dr- I go to the gym after work every night, and I get mm. off work around 1 a.m. Nice. And I drive on Sepulveda, and you can always see like either somebody walking or a car stopping and dropping somebody off, and then another car coming up and picking them right up, and it's yeah. hilarious to watch, but it's also kind of sad. It is, of course. Hmm. But anyway, that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. My prostitution knowledge is also beside the point. Uh, so uh, Paige immediately grabs this, like, the r- person who's running this brothel, which is an Asian massage parlor, for those of you who don't know, and pulls her aside and is like, what do you know about these Norwegian, or not Norwegian, um, European girls being pulled in? The lady's like, I don't know anything. He's like, no, you tell me right now or I'm mm-hmm. going to ruin you. And she's like, I want a lawyer. Which yeah. basically kind of means I know something, but yeah. I'm not going to tell you. Um, and Paige tells that to Johnny's like, look, like she lawyered up pretty right. quick. She knows some stuff. So the next time we see Paige is inside a. I don't like how Paige interrogates. By the way, she with this interrogation room, even even like before, just like I will ruin you, and it's just like you're not believable. Like I don't know. I just I wasn't I wasn't buying it. It was just weird. I just wish the Asian lady didn't crack that quick. I we don't. I'm sorry that I'm calling her the Asian lady. We don't have a name for her, and I don't really. The 
The pimpette. The the pimpette, sure. I'll I'll say pimpette from now on to not to be politically only refer- correct. Only referring to her. Yeah, though. it's really just that's how I took it in my notes because we don't mm-hmm. have a name. Right. Um. So pimpette is being pinned for terrorism. That's what Paige is using against her because uh-huh. she's saying you're you're a terrorist. You're a terrorist cell. Right. We can hold you indefinitely without cause. And basically, that's why she's saying I will ruin her because she can have her deported. She can no, have her I mean, citizenship taken away. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, just so pages and like Chuck. So all the all the all the pimpette knows right. is, is that uh, there was a there was a blonde European girl who knocked on her up. door. She had escaped mm-hmm. from whoever brought her here. Brought her up from Mexico. She said she was brought up from Mexico. And knocked on her door, and her face was like all scarred up. Probably the, the drug- buyer. She said that they auctioned them off, and then that the buyer was the one who scarred. Can you believe that? Oh my god! And to be in the United States, where some hostile stuff. You can you feel like you'd be safe because it's not Europe and everywhere else where they have this going on. I mean, I guess that in the United States, maybe in some parts that we don't know of or whatever, but it's just it's just too bad. It's just so sad. Like how scary! And there's nothing that you can do because you go to someone and they're going to turn you away. And the woman says, that's all I know, which is true. I'm sure it's absolutely true. I bet you she's been doing that since she's a kid. Yeah, well, I mean, look at the position. She runs a very not legal business. Mm -hmm. So if she takes in this girl, she pulls fire from the police and she pulls fire and questions from the um, deportation offices. Mm -hmm. And she pulls questions and fire from the cartel or whoever is taking these girls. Exactly. So it's kind of just... Ugh, it's a bad situation all around. So that kind of wraps up everything we see with Paige this episode, um, which is surprising. They really do leave us a little loose ends on here. Um, but then, uh, you know what? Let's break down Charlie and Briggs next. Okay. I kind of want to save the bus depot for last because that's really like our, right, our moving we story. Yeah. Um, Especially because um, in this episode, we have something new mm-hmm. uh, that developed and was executed in the same time. Exactly. Um, the first scene with them was just Briggs so, with um, Kelly the, again. Yeah, the first scene we see is uh, Briggs talking to Kelly. Um, mm-hmm. She's now she got a job. She's a receptionist part time. Uh, she doesn't work at her legal firm. firm anymore because she was. I mean, drunk, she was I drunk. Yeah, yeah, she ruined it because she was sober six six years and ten years. She said ten years and was drunk, which is even more crazy to think about, especially because I can't help but really wonder sometimes. Well, you Juan know, you was can, the one who helped you could not drink it. for that long and then drink and it's just right back to normal. But Juan was the one who got her off that, right? And you know, this is a comedic look at how addiction works. But if you look at dodgeball. Ben Stiller's character, how he's like really thin, thin and buff and stuff, mm-hmm. and then at the end it shows him like in their fat suit and stuff, like really fat. It's like that's how it is. Like right. you give up like terrible foods when you go back to them. It's just it's right back to where you were because you were just so right. You think you can keep cheating, you think you can keep cheating, and then you're suddenly back there. Um. Anyway, actually, that was, that was a good comparison. So uh, Briggs asks about life insurance, and nope. Well, oh. Juan isn't officially dead. Thank you, FBI, because right. Juan was just was never found. His disappeared body, right. by a serial killer, which is unbelievable because that would really happen. She would have gotten screwed out of that just because of it. And the government trying to save money. We got you, government. Kidding. I'm sorry, Big Brother. <laughs> They're watching us. They're watching us. Um, so uh, yeah, so the FBI won't pay the benefits, and it's two hundred thirty thousand dollars worth of life insurance mm-hmm. benefits that the FBI will not pay. Um, the next thing we get is Briggs with a shovel 
digging himself and we get these really crazy mirror shots get on the dp because it didn't take us away from the episode because sometimes sometimes people go a little too weird uh, where in effect it doesn't go along with everything that happens yeah on the show. yeah and it was no kind they of, did it super sick and then turning to the side and stuff like that and he's digging and you think he might act because it actually led you to believe he might actually be digging up something to give the fbi more of a lead so mm-hmm. they know he's dead but then they just kind of show Briggs digging it up, moving aside the sand, and his right. own face is there. Very dream And you're like, dream! Ah! Ah! Um, and it's a dream. Charlie's with him in bed. She's so sweet. She said that was new, and that he was gasping for air and then just laying there. And last episode, Charlie wasn't sleeping in the same room as Briggs because they were fighting. Right. And so they didn't like each other. They're okay again. They're okay again. Yeah. Um, and this is where we hear throwing up, and this, is, this kind of ties in with another story, but they... Jake's is in the bathroom and they're th- he's throwing up from his alcohol binge, which we'll get into soon. Um, and the next scene with Charlie, we get Mike talking to Charlie saying, you got to I'm going to send you Mike sends Charlie to check in on the tattoo place to check in on the Tinkerbell case to mm-hmm. be like, you know, keep your eye- ears open for any chatter related to heroin sales, the Tinkerbells, any of the girls and things like that. And uh I can't believe that she actually does the tattoos. Oh, right. Isn't that nuts? Well, she was in the first season. We ta- we see her doing like the makeup and stuff like that. Right. So it's like not a far fetched thing. So it's really cool. Yeah, I'm happy that they actually played that in the that she just like does the art. Like remember when she did the scorpion and everything also. So she draws. So before um, she leaves, she talks to Briggs about how she went to the FBI to vouch for Kelly, mm-hmm. and they basically told her to go screw herself. They're like, no. Yeah. And and then she has her new client. Did you get his name? Uh, I don't have his name. Yeah, it's just dude. I thought it was Jimmy. I'll right, call, something from like, now on, I'll call him Jimmy. Okay, but so Jimmy then comes in. Well, she says she's... Charlie says very ominously to Briggs, I'm going to do something about this. Right. And Briggs is just like... And we all know she it. will. Yeah, because when, when she says it, she's going to do it. Right. Um. So the next scene we see is she's in the chair talking to some guy, doing a tattoo on him. And he's, like, asking her to introduce him to Lorezo. Right. And that's who her cover is originally with. She works right. at a tattoo place for Lorezo. That's her cover to be close to Lorezo, mm-hmm. but this dude's trying to get close to Lorezo. And he says, I inherited a stable of horses. Need some good homes. Right. Large horses. And she's like, what are we talking? And he's like, well, like, 78 kilos. And she's like, Isn't what? that a trip? That code there? I would have, in a million years, I'd been like, wow, what kind of horses? <laughs> We got ponies. We got rainbows. Um, honestly, at this point, I thought he was talking about the, the, the right. drug mules. No, no and, and only because of the show. I did also. Um, so that was surprising to me because... We're not caught up enough on our heroin lingo. Right. We'll practice. I know. So I'm sorry, guys. We thought a stable of horses meant maybe like a stable of like European girls Right, where they can house heroin. them. Yeah. Um, so then she goes back to Briggs and she's like, she's looking for a way to get Kelly money. And she says, I've got it. And Briggs is like, crap. And she says, I want to set up Kelly Badillo as an informant so we get $2.3 million on a crackdown of the heroin and Kelly Badillo gets the 10% as an informant of the two point three, so 230000 Oh, well, there go- that makes sense because when they did the calculation wrong as far as when they had to cut the other heroin. Yeah. So um, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what happened there. I was surprised that that went by so quickly. So I guess that the, the those characters were insignificant. Mm. So she won't let him do it alone. Mm-hmm. He, or, he won't let her do it alone. He won't let her do it alone. 
And uh, just a sec. I want to just make sure that I didn't do something stupid. All right, cool. Sorry. Um, he won't let her do it alone. He's like, we're going to do it together. And if we're going to do it together, we're going to do it right. Um, so Charlie sets the guy up to get the drugs from somebody else who can pass it quicker, mm-hmm. who can, uh, who can, it's just quicker money. And that's Briggs. That's Briggs. Somebody take the H. And she says, flip, in, flip H into cash with a quickness. With the quickness. Steffi G's word. Yeah. Steffi G, she probably watches this after show, and that's how she got it. Get that out from. of here. Wouldn't that be the cutest thing if the writers watched, like, that girl, Stephanie, always uses that word. I like it. That saying literally sounds like an infomercial, though. Hi, come into J.G. Wetworth. Flip H into cash with a quickness. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Flip H into cash with a quickness. We flip H into cash with a quickness. <laughs> Does. Call Steffi, Georgie, H and a cash for the quickness. There you go. Oh my god. Um, so Kelly's undercover name is the Widow, which they kind of say appropriately named because Juan Video mm. is dead. Because guess who killed him? Briggs. Which is so nuts to me to be able to have that, I don't know, like, man, that conscience that he has. Like having that on the conscience? Right. And just to be around her and like be there, be her support. And then to see her break down when it's official, right, which Steven and I both knew was going to happen right when she got the money. So it's, so it's real. It is real. It it did kind of, or he's dead. It hurts. Um, so yeah, they, they, they have the meeting at this bungalow on a boardwalk. Uh, the guy opens the door. He's got a gun in his jeans. We're like, damn, he lives at a boardwalk with his girlfriend and we see her actually before they enter, she's hanging out in a hammock Mm -hmm. and we kind of forget about her. And, uh, so they're about to make the deal and Charlie looks to her left and sees like 14 extra bricks of freaking heroin, like black tar heroin. And she's like, well, crap. Because if they make the bust, because if he says he's got 78 kilos and that's what they're buying, that's the $2.3 million bust. And that equals 23, uh, 230,000 for Kelly Badillo. Had there been more, had they seen all of that? He has 95 kilos worth of heroin. That's, um, probably about 3.2 million, no, probably like $2.9 million. And then she gets 290,000. And then it's kind of like, she'd be like, wait, why am I getting like, like they didn't want to give me money in the first place. And and now now they're they're giving me 60,000 more. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? So what do you think she's going to do with that money? I have an idea. Oh, I think you do too. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll leave that for predictions. Yeah, and that's gonna be crazy. Cray, cray. Um. So he has extra. So Charlie's like, let's go count the money while he tries it. Briggs is like, I'm gonna try the heroin. I want to try this heroin because I want to be back where I was in season one. I know. And then he walks into the room and starts cutting it and putting it in the sink. And I'm like, dude, there's like 16 bricks. You have like two minutes. Yeah. There's no way you're gonna be able to cut through all this heroin and put it in. So he's like, oh, there's a washing machine. He turns on the washer. Jimmy hears it, and Charlie, with the quickness. Right over the head. Pow, right when, in the kisser. That's, that's what the girlfriend heard, not any gunshot. Yeah, exactly. She heard that from outside because mm-hmm. she was out front. And uh, so Charlie runs in. He's like, you cut. I'll toss in the dish. They're literally tossing all this in the clothing washer. And uh, the girlfriend shoots a warning shot, and they're like, what the hell? And they see the girlfriend there, held at gunpoint. And then he starts saying, like, yo, I'm the, we're the ones who hit him in the head with the bottle. He's going to be fine. We work for Lorezo. Yeah. And he doesn't appreciate people shooting at his employees. Mm-hmm. So that was she his... She doesn't do uh, anything right away. And then, oh, that was the signal. And then No, that wasn't the signal. Oh, okay. That was just... Um, 
actually, was that the signal? No, the gunshot was the signal. Like, right. the fact that they heard a gunshot, they, they were going to go in. in. Right. But he was saying that to keep her from shooting because she knows that Jimmy was trying to sell to Lorezo, so... And that she could easily get killed right Yeah, if, if Lorezo, if she shoots Lorezo's guy, she'd be, like, mutilated. Because mm-hmm. it's cartel. Like, exactly. you don't mess with cartel. Um, and then the police come in, arrest everybody. Charlie's got this huge smile on her face because she's like, we fleshed it off. We got enough. <laughs> Good stuff, Holmes. And then we see her doing the counterfeit paperwork with Briggs. They have to make it exactly precise to make it fool an FBI agent's wife. Mm-hmm. So they do. And then Briggs just happens to be bringing in the mail at her house when the, she gets the letter. And, uh, yeah, she got mail from the FBI. We check it. Investigation closed. $260,000. 30000 more than what she thought she was getting. Um, she breaks down. Because it's kind of like, you know... It was. It was a lot. It was official. It's like parents who their kid is missing. And then, like, no matter how many years, like, even if it's 20, 30 years, if they never find a body, like, the parents... It's almost like a relief. They know it. Like, it's back in their mind. They know it. But they still hold on to that belief that Mm -hmm. he's alive somewhere. And at least... then if there's, like, a bone that comes, like, like if they find the body, then it's just, like, it's... Oh, my God. It's a final. And you think of pain and you think of what how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of really sad. Um, and then Briggs tell, lies to Charlie again. He says, yeah, she was happy. She was over the moon. That's some sad stuff. It is. Some super sad stuff. So. I feel bad for Briggs because. Ah, oh man, like he didn't mean to and it happened. It's just too bad. Well, it's just like human emotions are not as simple as money. So it's well, just kind of. Well, obviously, like, I know, but I'm just, whatever. Um, uh. I think that uh, for this storyline, I think she's going to spend the money to try to find out what happened to her husband. Ditto. That's what I was going to leave for production. And yeah, well, you can say it right now because it's well, the storyline. Well, I think so also. And then she's going to get a hold of the tape. I, I'm still wondering if that guy, the father who kept it and just put it in his glove compartment, like knew it could have been something but just didn't want the kids to have it or I'm not really sure. It depends how... Because it was just so funny how it was set up that he kept it. It depends how coincidental the writers want to keep it. Right. Because, like, they could write themselves into a into a hole making it too obvious how it's like, oh, Johnny decides to buy a car. It happens to be the car that that dad's father had, and it has the tape in it, and Johnny finds the tape. And, like, they could write that, but pe- people would be like, really? Yeah. Um. So I'm really hoping that they do a clever way of bringing it back in. And so do I. the fact that we haven't seen it for two episodes makes me think that they're really being careful with this tape, and they're mm-hmm. really taking their time to insert it into the story only when it's needed. Right. Which is great because I don't want this I don't want that story moving ahead too far because mm-hmm. we really need that to co- What's going to happen is we're going to get a huge breakthrough with the buses and then that's going to drop. And right. it's going to be like when everything feels like it's ended, that's going to hit it and probably episode 7. And then we'll get a great season finale. Episode 7, episode 8. That's when right. the season's going to feel like it's over and then that's going to drop and mm-hmm. crap's about to get real. Um so our next and our next story on the plate for the evening is Johnny and Carlito. So Johnny gets a voicemail from Carlito. Mm-hmm. To um, come kick it. You were here for that, right? Yeah. He, he's like, yo, man, I like the guns. Mm-hmm. You should uh, come by the house again sometime. Let's go to the club or something. Yeah, he was all chill. happy. And this is when Briggs had his um, big brother complex. Big brother complex. And he's like, look, you should just be low key. You've, you've right. already like, showed I'm him. I'm glad you're excited, but relax. You've down. showed him amazing Johnny. Now, show him the Johnny we all know. Right. <laughs> the not amazing Johnny. The Johnny that gets toilets on the toy wheel and has to scrub them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, uh, he's like, yeah, let's, they, 
when we see Johnny next, he's at this. He's at the same club. It looked like the club that he met the bouncer at, right? Or the the bodyguard that got mm-hmm. shot in the neck last episode. Or we still don't know if he's alive or dead or whatever happened to him. Um, when he gives him, when Carlito gives him the pills, yeah, I am surprised that he didn't notice like a difference. Like, I, I mean, I'm assuming that was ecstasy or something. So, like, if he was rolling, like you'd be able to tell. Everyone reacts differently, and when you're rolling, but your eyes or something like dilated. Yeah, but like. If everyone took those pills, like, they're not thinking about that. Like, they're not... Oh, susp- I guess you're right. They're not suspicious of Johnny at all at this point. Because so they're, they're tripping. Yeah, so they don't even, like... They're not looking for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure if, like, something happened and Johnny was, like, straight co- stone-cold sober, but he was, right. like, acting kind of drunk. And, yeah. So they wouldn't have noticed. Plus, they're wasted and they're high, so they're not even going to think about that. Um, so he does give him two pills. Johnny uh, is like, oh, you need some extra party. Gives him Bombs two pills. Them, right. Johnny, like, palms him like that and puts him in his pocket. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Oh, I should mention on the way in, um, Carlito slammed a drink in that woman's blouse. As a method, as a strategy of... It's as game. Because women love a little dirt, then a little sweetness. I already told you I would have slapped him in the face right when that, shit, right when that happened. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, I'd be like, are you serious? And then I would have dropped my drink on him. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep moving. And so, buy me a drink. So Johnny goes to the bathroom, and when he comes back, Carlito won't let him up to the VIP section. He's like, no, nah, man, you left. It was like 30 seconds ago. You got to prove your worth again. Go get those two girls that I spilled my drink on. And that's his test to get him up there. So Johnny goes up, and he's like, yo, baby, you girls like Maserati's. How you doing? How Tell you me doing? why, though, if I was at a club and somebody tried to holler at me like that. How you doing? I'd be like, I-, I don't know. What does it look like, buddy? I'm dancing right now. How you doing means how are you, not what are you doing. I understand, but I meant like, how are you doing? Like, look, I'm fine. I'm dancing. John- Why maybe, are you coming and talk to me right Maybe now? Johnny likes friends. How you doing? He's using the, uh, no, he's using the Joey. Uh, no, no, no. Hey, how you doing? Steven, next. Okay, what? Okay, friends reference for anyone who gets it. You know, I, com- I get it. I know. Joey comment Patone, on YouTube. I get it. <laughs> And while you're commenting on YouTube, you can just go ahead and go to iTunes and rate and comment. Give us five stars. Give us a comment on iTunes because we love your comments so much. In fact, I'm going to go to our iTunes right now. I'm going to type in Graceland After Buzz, and I'm going to hit return. And bam, you know what the first thing that comes up, Steffi G, after this loads? While it's loading? Because <laughs> it's still loading? What? It's still loading. What does it load? Uh, the first thing that comes up is the Graceland After Buzz TV after show. Oh, nice. So, so what you need to do is y'all need to go to that, and you need to rate and comment five stars because we love you when you we do. We love you. Shout and out to all the people show. who commented on YouTube. Seriously, this is taking forever to load, so I give up for now, but I'll give you a shout out once I read the reviews when it loads. Um, so again, back to, um, back to Carlitos. Mm-hmm. So they don't care for cars. Like, I don't got a Maserati, yeah. but, uh. He do, mm-hmm. and they're like, we don't care. Bye. Right. And, uh, yeah, so he tries another strategy because Carlito's like, the hell, man? And he's like, look, I don't think you know the time you're missing. Y'all ready to pop missing. some pills? No, he's just like, I don't think you know the good time you're missing. And pulls out two pills, and he looked so, like, like big, big man boss. The like, swagger. The pills. They each take one. They each, like, without saying anything, so they just fast. take one. Like, there it was nothing wrong with it. Absolutely safe. They never had mothers to tell them, oh, don't just take any pill from any person. 
that that would have been the easiest way. What if those were roofies? How easy would it have been for that dude? Like, wow, I didn't even have to like sneak it in anywhere. They took it. I don't think they, that dude needs roofies when he has that many different kinds of drugs in his can. No, his I'm kidding, but I'm saying as far as the girls just taking the pills without question. Oh, yeah. Or caution. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But, um, so they take the pills, and the next scene we get, also, side note, um, shout out to Age Patrice on our iTunes for saying, I just got into this show. I watched all the first season in two days, and I'm loving season two, so glad to find that there's an AfterBuzz TV show for it. Awesome. Thank you. There you go. Aw, yeah. I hope you enjoyed. I hope we talk enough about the show, and if you feel like we should be saying other things, viewers, let us know, and we'll make sure to incorporate that in our conversations. All right. So Carlito's house, Johnny's got the blonde. She is damn fine in that lingerie. Ooh. Speaking of good bodies. Speaking of damn fine in lingerie. If you want to look that good, (laughs) I have a, a way that you can do it. And it's this here book. By one of our co-creators, Maria Menounos. The Ever Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness. Holla at your girl. Came out June 3rd. It's been in uh, it's been in bookstores for about a month now. Right. My friend and I got this, and we're going to start, like, applying this to our lives. Um, we do live in Los Angeles. It is very important for, like, health and wellness. Um, also, my favorite part about this are... Are these the photos? Are the ones in the back? These ones? Did you I took a lot of the fitness photos in the yeah. back. These are sick. I, the reason why I love this is there's a specific one where it's like bedside workouts and just like being around, which is so perfect because if you have something like me or if you're too a little bit lazier or maybe you just don't want to... You don't have money for a gym membership, there are plenty of exercises that you can do without having to go to the gym and it really helps. And as far as food goes, to kind of make it not so much of a diet but just a lifestyle. All right, so definitely check that out. It's on Amazon and bookstores everywhere. Marie Menounos, Every Girl Guide to Diet and Fitness. All right, getting back to the show. Perfect, thank you. Um, getting back to the show. So Johnny's got the blonde. Carlito's got the, uh, the the brunette. And Carlito goes into his safe, so Johnny sees that he's got his safe there. Hey, is- I have a question. Do you think that Carlito is low-key feeling Johnny? Like you, you were what saying. What do you mean? Do you think he's feeling Johnny? Do you think he's homosexual? What do you mean? Like, the way... I don't know. I'm kidding, Steph. Oh, okay, well... Um, I think he's probably bi. He's just, like, messing with him, or... I don't know. A lot of people have been asking, and I think... I think, um... I can't say anything, because I was told something off-air that I can't talk about. Ooh, but I'll find out later. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, so I... <laughs> yeah, I... Um... Oh, because... This would be a good time to... Let to, everyone know what's happening tomorrow. Um, I'm doing an interview, an ex- a one-on-one interview with uh, Eric Valdez, who plays uh, Carlito. Carlito Solano in the show. Um, he's not the one who told me anything about that. I just found out from other sources, and I don't want to give you guys spoilers or anything. Um, but Carlito is like, you know, he's the big baddie this season. So I will be interviewing him for about 30 minutes to an hour tomorrow at 2 p.m. on AfterBuzzTV.com if you want to check that out. But we will also put it in the RSS feed for this show, so you will download it off iTunes just like you would any other Graceland After Show. And I will also link it to it in the description for this one and our next After Show because it will be on YouTube in the playlist for both. But nice. yes, um, I think there's a distinct possibility that Carlito is into Johnny. Mm-hmm. That is what I will say. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, so Johnny, so, um, Carlito pulls out some coke, puts it on his chest, and he's like, no, you don't get no candy till you give a kiss. Not to me, to each other. Mm-hmm. And at this moment, I was like, I'm gonna be that rich one day. <laughs> That's I what I looked at Steph and said. I'm gonna be that one day. Not that, not like a drug I'll make lower. sure to find little groupies for you to do that with. Hey, no, just kidding. Hey, um, girls want some candy? Living the dream. Um. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not promoting drugs at all. <laughs> 
Um, so they, they he makes them kiss each other, and then they basically suck his junk. They did, and, but he's like making eye contact with Johnny the entire time. Which is, and that's like, did you see Johnny's, Johnny's position? He's like, um, Johnny's like, can I like move? And then he gets up and he's like, no, Johnny. What a creep! He was like, yeah, go down, ahead Johnny. and watch them while they me off. It's also a power play. What do you mean? It's like a oh yeah, like I got both of them and they're on my. They're on my junk. They're on my junk. Because they're not here for you, Johnny. They're here for me because mm-hmm. I have the house, I have the Maserati, and I have the drugs. Right. What do you got? You got, chair. You got French pistols that you say are Mexican. I know. <laughs> um, okay. You got Napoleon Bonamart's brother's pistols. Napoleon Bonamart's? Bonamart. Bonaparte? Bonaparte. Yes. <laughs> Bonamart? Bonamart. <laughs> Don't make fun of Napoleon. We'll get so much flack for that. Oh, no. Okay, great. So we got about 10 minutes left. We're going to rock through the whole... God, Jake's, man. This won't... It won't take too long. So we see Jake's um, get his job, which was so... You don't... Sorry, um, I want to... I don't want to call you out. You just weren't here for the first scene, so I got to break that down. I just called you out, and I didn't mean to. That's okay. Uh, They quiz Jake's. Jake's the mechanic. He's fixing a Ford Mm -hmm. truck. They quiz him on how to fix chars, and they're like, if you hear this, what happens? It was this mother... That's basically his reaction. Um, so we find out that his cover is going to be a mechanic, and Mike tells Johnny that you better be uh, you better be studying right. up on this tonight. So that you can so actually you, do this. Because we need to know a lot about buses. Right. And, and he this, has to get the job. And at this point, Mike says, I'm really glad I went with Jake's over Zelansky. Mm-hmm. And then they mention that later with uh, when they're in the car, but we'll bring that up. Um, so he gets back to Graceland. Johnny's like, yo, you got some lawyers, letters from lawyers. Mm-hmm. And Jay's like, yeah, well, maybe you should stop snooping through my stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, ouch. Um, so Jake gets a phone call. Right. And then the lawyer says that, oh, there's nothing we can do. We'll connect you with some of our other colleagues that might help you out. Yeah. You ain't going to see your son again, mm-hmm. basically. Um, the lawyer's kind of being a dick. He's like, okay, we're going to connect you with them. Okay, thanks. Bye. Before he could say anything else. And we get Jake's drinking again. And then that's when it transitions to the toilet scene. Yeah. So there, he's throwing up in the bathroom. He's found by Briggs and Charlie. And Char- and Briggs is like, you want me to hold your dreads back? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's cool to see, like, their bromance and stuff like that. And, like, Briggs tried to block anyone from seeing Jake's. But then Mike is just like, oh, what's that? Oh, oh, let me rubberneck. Let me rub. Mm-hmm. Jake's. I know. I can't even get over how annoying Mike has been during the season. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, he kind of wasn't, but now he is. Now he's just bugging me. It's like, I want the old Mike to come back where, it's, where I'm interested in, like, what he's doing and his, like, tactics and all of that. Well, it's just his character development this season, and they want you to dislike him. Like, they're trying to make you dislike him. Um, so, But, I mean, at the same time, it's like every time you dislike him, he has a valid point for being pissed off. Because, right. Jake's, we're about you're about to go to a job interview mm-hmm. in 30 minutes. Yeah, I know. And it worked well to his cover, but at the same time, it's like... Everything always turns to work out, but mm-hmm. at the same time, there's so much opportunity for it not to work out. Um, so Mike's giving crap. It's uh, yeah, and then uh, Mike gets a call later, like right after that, that a team in Herman. Or this isn't actually a call. This is just Washington. Mm-hmm. This is his old team leader with talking to Foster, saying that a team in Hermosillo got was taken fire from the Kazakh cartel because of Mike looking into all this. And Foster says, "I'm going to take the operation under my own wing." And well, she Mike said, put it under my own wing so that they don't, like, dismiss it right away. And that way, this other guy said yes so that it wouldn't fall on him. And he just she wants knew, to, he's getting rid of Mike. Yeah, he's like, and yeah. she knew that she's like, okay, I'll take I'll take the fall for it. If anything goes wrong, it's on me. She's dickmatized. Mm-hmm. That was a term that we found in Hannibal. They've used it in so many different shows from since then. 
Because digmatized means like the lady is not yeah, thinking obviously. well because of the dick. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, so Thank you for the explanation. Yes. Well, in case our listeners didn't know. Do, 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 do. The more you know. Um, so the bus depot. Jake's is for an interview. The interview calls him out like right away on his mm. alcohol. He's like, I can smell the whiskey from here, man. Your sweat. It's crazy. Words of um, wisdom. We find out that the, the guy is like hasn't touched alcohol since 1998. Mm-hmm. And the writers are so good at this because they make you like him. They make oh, you yeah. like the interviewer. Even though... Even though you know yeah, he's got the, some shady crap going on. That's actually what I was thinking of the whole time, too. Is I was like, oh, he's really sweet. Especially because it's sad when someone gets caught up in something like that. Because he right there is trying to help this new employee who's coming in. Someone that he can relate with. However... Even though his reason for not drinking is his niece, a young girl, he's still participating in an act that completely violates and just destroys young women. Well, do we know? We don't necessarily know. I mean, know. he might not know because he called it waste. But, yeah, right, because it's so specific. It's in that one garage. It takes one day to do it. I mean. Well, do we necessarily know that the Tinkerbells are related to the buses? Because we don't, we don't know that they're completely oh, related. Right. So he's just he's just thinking he's working with heroin. Yeah, because like we look at we look at the girls from, I mean, okay, never mind. Yeah, the girls are related with the buses because they <laughs> came in on the buses, but they might actually, yeah, they're related. Yeah, yeah. Because like the girls were on. That's how they found the bus. The girls mm-hmm. were on bus one eighteen and things like that. So they were. So they're sex traffic. God, so they have the girls on the buses full of heroin. Mm-hmm. The girls themselves are a product. The heroin inside them is a product. And they have, have all this waste that's a product. Unless unless the buses are loaded with heroin and then they take it off and put it in the waste drums. Yeah. Anyway, so um, so Briggs gives uh, – Mike says he should have gone with Zelansky. And Briggs is like, dude, you're being a dick. And you need to, you need to learn loyalty. And Check like, your loyalty, I, fool. I thought loyalty got me here because – he was being loyal to Jake's from the beginning, but it's like, no, because you know what? Say what you mean, mean what you say. And if you're going to go with Jake's because of loyalty, then just stick with him regardless of any like little thing that's happening. Not exactly. just brush him off your shoulders. Um, so uh, Jake's goes, uh, breaks him the coin. Jake's goes back in, asks for a second chance and was like, look, man, it's been six, like six months. Mm-hmm. I've been sober six months. I fell off the wagon last night because I can't see my son anymore. And, he comes out and he's like, okay, he's going to start tomorrow. And mm-hmm. Mike says, uh, thank God for savior complexes. Right. Um, the next uh, bus depot scene we get is Jake's asking for overtime. And the owner just kind of like looks around and goes into this locked bus room where bus 118 is. And Jake says, yeah, it's bus 118. It takes a key card to get in. Mm-hmm. And it's locked down. It's the only bus that gets locked down. Um, f- next scene is Mike talking to Foster on the phone. And Foster's like... Look, I need something solid right. soon or this is going down because I can't – she can't keep vouching for him. So um, Jake's then asks asks uh, the boss at the at the depot because Mike is like, look, man, you got you to gotta get a copy of the key card mm-hmm. because, like, we need to get in there yeah. without them knowing we got in there. Um, so Jake's goes in, talks about his son. Um, asks like what what is the thing you fight for? Because double it says Alcoholics Anonymous told me to find something to fight for, mm-hmm. and he shows him the niece, and it's in his wallet, and the key card's in his wallet, and Jake's takes it and puts it down in right, his lap. Like he's looking at the picture, like and then gets looking, the code of the card for it. Gets the code, puts it back up, gives it to him. Very and, slick. Uh, I like the camera shots when they kind of showed his hands, kind of getting ready for it. 
setting it up. Yeah, and then we we hear the story between the the, the manager who talks about how he was uh, drinking. Driving. His niece was in the car. He crashed the car into the river, and she was in the car. He went to jail. He went to everything. She's still alive, though, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, because we didn't really find out. That's what I was going to say, because when I was watching that part, I was like, oh, my God, that'd be horrible if you killed her for that. So then later, um, Jakes gives the signal while everyone's kind of having lunch. Everyone goes in to check the bus. They don't find anything. Mike freaks out and hits the bus Mm -hmm. with a crowbar. And then Jake's like, it's uh, therapeutic, isn't it? And he's like, yeah. yeah. And uh, Jake grabs the crowbar, smashes it in the bus, too. And it's like, Wah! Yeah. Um, they fixed it quickly. But what do you think it was that made him recognize? Like, what was it when the bus came out? You said that it was a different bus. Hmm? When the bus starts to come out, the, like, after that? Yeah. When the bus comes out and you're like, oh, it's a different 118. It was or or we'll, was we'll, it just that they detailed it? We'll get in that in a second. Um, next we see Graceland, we see Jake's at, uh, at home, at Graceland, walking around, kind yeah, of being but, weird. I mean, whatever, he's just, good old Jake's complex. Yeah, he's but alone, I, I, I want to mention it. coupled up, and then he talks to Johnny, and Johnny's not with it. Exactly, that's the yeah. thing, though. It's like, they're, but that's his fault. It's trying like a, to, a wolf, uh, what is the saying? What's the colloquialism? He's trying to the keep bridges calls, alive. The wolf that calls, the, something that cries wolf, the sheep. The boy who cries wolf. Thank you, that. You know, the, that doesn't fit. Why not? It's like he's always, or I mean, it's, I guess I'm comparing it because he always wants to be there. And then finally when he's, or he always pushes him away. And then finally when he comes to it, Johnny's so used to it that he's like, sorry, no. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's not the same, but right. I, I get what you're saying. But I'm, yeah. that, I was just using that comparison. So Johnny's like, nah. I mean, Johnny gave him a chance. Mm-hmm. He said, like, look, if you want to spray, I'll scrub. Yeah. That was the chance. Right. And cool. Nope. Um, he walks away. Uh, then he's driving, has a six pack. He starts drinking. Hooker knocks on the window. He thinks about it. She walks away, and then he calls her in. Oh, that's how you get another kid. I know. But At least maybe after. that kid you'd get to see. That happened after. I know. Okay, so then that let's... happened. That happened right after Johnny's door, and then the next day is when he's at the bus depot, mm-hmm. and he's talking to the boss, and the boss is like, "Yeah, I got an extra job for overtime for you." And the gate opens, and bus 118 leaves, and it's a completely different bus. Well, I don't think it's... I'm not sure if it's a different... Either they just fixed it because all he did was go back there. Oh, no, you're right. It was a different bus. Right. They would not... They couldn't have fixed it that quick. It was a different bus. So they're swapping the buses. Mm -hmm. So you got to wonder how they're doing this. And I think I just... Because it's waste. Mm Mm-hmm. And it looked like the drums were full of oil or something, so maybe they're... No one's looking in there. That's just too easy. I'll, I'll think about it for predictions. Um, so he's like, yeah, load the load the barrels of waste into that rig. He opens a barrel, and it's literally like black oil with heroin inside of it, like bags mm-hmm. and bags of heroin. And there's like 30, 40 barrels. Insane. Um, At first I thought it was... Or it made me think of... Um, Well, it doesn't matter. Never anyway, so the scenes we get, Carlito pulls a gun on Johnny. Johnny kisses it. That was pretty erotic. Um, we see Paige talking about a balloon popped in somebody's stomach, like one of the girls, so she has to operate. And then we see Mikey say there's a leak in Graceland. Mm-hmm. Let's get into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Are you seeing this? Predictions. What's going on? What's going on? 
I I predict that um, Paige is going to do some stuff with all of that. She'll get it or whatever. I feel bad for Johnny because I wonder what it is about this guy that's like on his jock for or like he's just not feeling him. But it's just too – it's very sloppy and I don't like it and that sucks. He's going to get shut up and everything. But uh, I w- – I guess well, we already said it. My only prediction is just, especially about the Kelly video, that she's going to use the money to investigate, and she's going to figure something out. How, why was why did the tape exist? Just because he had it? She doesn't know like that. There's like there wasn't a recording device somewhere, right? I mean, it's not it's, like where where they might have known where he was, so that's why they're like, oh, there's a camera there. I mean, I I don't know how she's gonna because his car it was a car that had a recording device in it. Mm. So like. They don't exactly know the tape exists because they don't know that it was recording at the time. Right. But they know that his car had a recording device in it. So if there was a tape, it's logical that there would have been a tape. Right. So if they find the tape. Oh, what is your predictions? Um, let's see here. I think that, uh, I think that we're going to find out more next week. I know too much about some stories. Um. Mike says there's a leak in Graceland. I don't know anything about that, so I'm going to say a prediction on that. I'm going to say that... I mean, I don't know that much. I'm Creators, if you're listening, like nobody really spoiled anything for me. I just don't know if I should say anything or not. When, um, when Steven knows a little, he thinks he knows a lot. So exactly, and I just... I, I like to build upon little things so much that if I made a prediction and it was right, I, didn't want anyone, I don't want anyone getting in trouble or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Mikey says there's a leak in Graceland. The only thing I can think of is Zelansky... Because he's the newbie, he's kind of sketchy. In you think a w- so? Slightly. The only thing that I can think of is um, is uh, Foster. Charlie, no, Charlie doing her own. Well, either Foster or Charlie because of her doing her own like because everyone's doing she's doing the side things that maybe they're talking to the wrong person and that's the reason why it's coming out. But they don't. It's not like intentional. I don't think it's intentional. If there's a leak. What and about, if, it, if it is, then it, it have, it'd have to be Foster, but I really don't see it being Zelensky. What about the guy who passed off the case to Foster? Because he really wanted Mike to stop. No. No? It, it would either be Foster. I don't think it'd be Zelensky. The only reason I say Zelensky is he's the only one who'd have access to Graceland to Right, but anyone. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't really have, like, a, a vendetta. Like, it's not like he's trying to... Mike didn't do anything wrong. He he left for a little bit. He came back. He took over the operations. Like, that's just how it goes. Hmm. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll have to see. Um, Coming up, we will have... Give me one second to look in my email. Uh, You go ahead and do your Twitter handles real quick, Steffi G. All right, y'all. So you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie, G-I-O-R-G-I, and on Instagram at Steffi G47, as well as on Vine, something new that I'm doing. It's kind of silly. I'm sorry, but why not? So you can catch me on those. Go ahead, Stephen. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux. It should be right under my head right here. Um, that's S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. You can also find me on The Strain After Show starting this Sunday, I believe. And MasterChef on Mondays. Um, guys, be sure to tune in tomorrow at 2 p.m., which is tomorrow the 11th, a Thursday. Or no, the 10th, a Thursday at 2 p.m. for the Eric Valdez one-on-one spotlight on interview. We're going to try to get him in here for an after show as well. As well as... Um, uh, where is it? Jamie Gray Hyder. Okay. Who plays, uh, who plays Eric's sister. Mm-hmm. 
um, was it Sierra or something? I forgot the name on the show. I haven't. We haven't Lucia. seen her. Lucia. Yeah, she will actually be joining us on the after show coming shortly. Um, let's see here. Well, we're getting potential dates for her, but we'll have her on the after, after show this she'll season. Be here. She'll be so, with us soon. So we have Carlito tomorrow, and we have Carlito's sister coming on the after show mm. soon. And then we'll try to get Carlito on the after show, too. Also, uh, Brennan J. McLaren will be coming in about three or four episodes. I'm trying to lock down a date with him on that. Perfect. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, this has been Graceland's After Buzz TV sh- after show for season two, episode four. Uh, That's it. Deuces. What was it called, though? I need to say it. I need to say it. It was magic number. See you guys next week for another Graceland After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After Shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.